Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rice and Mike's podcast. I'm your host, Tung Nguyen, and today I'm joined by two returning guests. It's Hugh Lee from episode three. Hugh, how are you going? I'm good, Tung. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. It's good to have you back. And the last final person, back by unpopular demand from the zero emails very, I received. Very, very popular demand. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, the email said say different <laughs> it's uh matthew matthew how you going good how are you tom oh, great mate great couldn't be better hopefully i'll be feeling better once i'm finished with overnight shift not been looking good for some reason i thought you're gonna say covid <laughs> <laughs> no have you guys tried sleeping in the day it's not fun well i it, have not yeah it lines up with what we're going to talk about today which is about jobs and the good and bad jobs right so that will be interesting to hear about soon. Correct, Matthew. You are right. We're that's why they, that's why jobs. everyone wants me on this podcast. Okay. Good <laughs> sound effect. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so before you jump into your final end goal job, I think there are some jobs that you need to do before you do that and find out what people are going through before you, I guess, before you throw your opinion and why they're not doing their job right. So, I think the first job that a lot of people get is in fast food or in hospitality. You guys agree? Hospitality, yes. Yeah. I, I, I agree that there are some jobs you need to do before you, you know, while you're in high school or in uni, before you find your main job, your real job. Yeah. And everyone always starts off in hospitality, it seems. Mm. Second that. All right. So, me and MK, we started in fast food. I started in KFC first. You started in... I started in um, Eagle Boys. Oh, Eagle Boys? <laughs> Eagle Boys. So, Eagle Boys Pizza, which I think I think they've closed down everywhere in Australia now. Um, the one I worked at closed down as well. It's a dead like, franchise. Yeah, it's a dead franchise. So Was it any good? I don't remember. No, it was not good. <laughs> like, as in the pizza itself wasn't good. It couldn't compete with like Domino's and Pizza Hut. Really? Have you tried yeah. it before, Hugh? Honestly, I've completely forgotten about it. Until MK mentioned it, I think now. when you when you hear the name, it's like you know of it, but you mm. never, yeah. you know, you never. See However, it. no, I've never tried it. Not really much of a fan of pizza, anyways. What you don't like pizza? Yeah, no. Would it be the the thing that I go for to eat? What about uh, pineapples on pizza? Yes or no? Yes. Quick question. Yes. <laughs> uh, sorry, it's a yes. no. It's a no it's for a no. me too. It's a yes for me. Oh, no you guys suck. It adds flavor. It adds richness and texture, and it's but it's a savory citrus. food. Yeah, why would you put fruit on your pizza? It's just it's something special that you guys need to immerse yourselves in. I can eat it, but it's like it's why. I don't want it. Yeah, each their own. Fine, I'll put apples on my pizza because you know it's the fruit. Same oh, thing. Oh, crunch right? yeah. texture. Yeah, bit of a crunch. Yeah, you might add, add some um, cinnamon on that. Make it a dessert pizza. Oh. oh. Ice cream. A bit of sausage, um, ice cream. barbecue sauce. Oh, I'm all right on that. I'll pass. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. How did you find your work? Me, uh, working. So I, I joined Eagle Boys when I was like 15, like literally turned 15. It's the legal age to work. So, yeah, legal age. I think the legal age is 14. 14 and 9, yeah, nine 14, months. Nine months. So I literally joined as soon as I was legal. Dang. And yeah, it was it was like. I felt like I was forced to. Like I think my parents just told me to, you know, get like go find a job, um, you know, do something. But it was good to be earning your own money, especially at the age of like fifteen, where you didn't have to rely on your parents for spending money. So that was good. Um, so I was complete opposite. My parents never forced me to get a job. I didn't want to get a job until I finished the HSC. 
And when I could, I couldn't, if that made sense, because a lot of the job requirements were you'd have to have experience. Yeah, yeah. However, <laughs> no one was giving me experience. So I think I had my first job when I was 17 or maybe close to 18. What was your first job? Working in a Thai restaurant that paid me $10 an hour. You would have been 18 then because then they served alcohol, no? Yeah, that's right, actually. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, and I had my RSA and RCG and stuff like that. Wow. So. Was know, that cash? Big boy stuff. Cash in hand. Oh, so it was mm. dodgy as well. It was very dodgy. Ooh. Yeah. How Where- old were you, Tung, when you had your first job? KFC. I think 15 as well. Yeah, but so I, we, we, grind, we hustled hard <laughs> when we were young. My parents never forced me into it. I just wanted it. I just wanted some money. And how much yeah. did you guys get paid there? Do I you got, remember? I remembered when I was 14, like nine months or 15. $6.70. seventy. Six dollars seventy. Hear that out. My rates were better at KFC. I was yeah. like $7 something. Yeah, this, this, the, the Eagle Boys I was working at was like a um, small business owned. Like they were very cheap in paying us and they only hired like 14 15-year-old people. So I was earning $6, $7 an hour. They knew the hustle. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I think around that, like, around that age, I used to get, um, I want to call it pocket money, but it was lunch money from my mum. And I got about $5 a day to feed me lunch and any spending money that I wanted to use. So it ended up being $25 a week. So I remember I used to secretly bring my own lunch so I didn't have to buy lunch and keep that $25 wow, for- from young. <laughs> I remember doing that as well. Yeah. yeah. And I remember spending a lot of the money on um, like bubble tea. Did you? <laughs> yeah. After school, we'd go to the library. Before we'd go to the library, I'd get myself a bubble tea and it was worth the starvation. But also great. back then, food was cheaper. Like in the- $5 could actually get you through the day um, for recess and lunch, right? Like a sandwich is probably $2.50 or $3. Yeah, exactly. And bubble tea was only like, Two or three dollars as well, maybe. See, I don't recall Capra. it being that cheap. Bubble tea. Yeah. Really? Like uh, it must be six, seven years ago now, but yeah, it would be like no more than four dollars though. I think. Probably. Wow. It wasn't big then. That? Until it blew up like the it's past. It's like seven dollars a cup now. Yeah. It's crazy. Seven dollars a cup, seven fifty. There's all fancy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you can add all kinds of fancy stuff in it. Oh, now you make me want bubble tea. Yeah, no, look, there's a gongcha right there. I, I've been staying at that all night. Stop looking at my drinks. Sorry. <laughs> Tempting us, Tong. Uh, well, but yeah, uh, so let, let's start with my history. I was at KFC for like three months and then I quit because um, I don't think I had a key card or like whatever they call it, the bank card. I couldn't uh, even spend it. What, so, where are you getting paid? To it was getting, it was getting paid account? to my bank account. I had my own, but it was linked uh, to my parents. Yeah. But I didn't have a card to use it and electronic banking wasn't a big thing then. So, I couldn't even withdraw it. So, what did you do with the money that you got? Just I couldn't even spend it. I couldn't even buy lunch. My, my, <laughs> I was getting paid $7. My managers were like, there was like a sign saying, you have to pay for food. Strictly no freebies. And I was like, oh, bro, I'm getting sad. paid pennies and you can't spare me a bit of chicken. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sad. Yeah. So I was like, I think I stayed there for three months and I am I think I made about 700 in those three months. That was wow. pathetic. And you can wow. make that now in like two or three days of work. Right? Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's completely different. Yeah, so after that, I was just like, you know, I'm working all these hours and I just, I just don't like working there. I, I always got, wait. Yeah, I had a few stories from KFC. And then, well, all right, let, before I jump into those stories, let's go through the other work history I've had. I went to Hungry Jack's. I was there for like two, in total, like two years and a few months. And, oh God, fast food just really builds resilience in you. Oh, I can imagine. 
you have to be tough like at that age you have to be tough though <laughs> oh it's rough like customers always rage at you there's always dodgy ones i would have stood up for myself so in kfc back when i was working there there was this one like indian family that ordered like a family feast and yeah. every time they'd finish their meal they'd come back and be like hey mate we we're missing like six pieces oh, and we always give how it how dodgy we always give it. And then now that I think about it, I was like, fuck, if I was, if I knew myself back then, I'd be like, I would count the chicken in front of them before I'd give it to him. Were they regular customers? Yeah, they came like every week. Oh, yeah. And I would have done that as well. I'm so pissed yeah. at myself that I didn't stand up for myself <laughs> Yeah. back then. But I was like 15. So I was like, you know what? I don't get paid enough to care. I'll give them yeah. the chicken. So yeah. And then oh, Hungry Jacks, you just have all sorts of stories about people complaining and chucking fits you guys have anything similar um well i didn't work in fast food i worked in a lot of um like restaurants per se three to be exact but they're all very different experiences so the first job i had like i said was a thai restaurant and yeah it was it was it was great it was okay for a first job there was nothing much to it the boss was okay I found out I was lactose intolerant because I drank coffee every day and I had the shits every day. So that that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> just say extra information. <laughs> oh, I'm lactose too. <laughs> Wait, like uh, the runs or? Yeah, the runs. Oh, no, no, not the runs actually. Just just shit. It's just when you drink it, it just comes straight out. Yeah. yeah? Goes in, goes out. Yeah. That's kind of like me. Had, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're like those too, aren't you, Tom? But then maybe it could also be the coffee that's giving you the runs because coffee. The caffeine. Gives, yeah, it's the caffeine. That's right. That's yeah, what I think. It's, it's one or the other. Right? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's either so coffee then, uh, yeah. beans or it's either milk. That's right. So I kept eating dairy, ham and cheese, croissants and stuff like that and had the runs. So then made the conclusion it was dairy, not the ca- caffeine. Anyways, I think... <laughs> the we runs we mean like number three, right? Okay, not the runs. Just like... Just shits. Just like two. you have to get shit. But it wasn't a solid shit. It was... Like a bit of stomach pain and yeah, then a bit it's of like, stomach pain. like a bit of mixture of water and solid... Uh, yeah, a bit of mixture and like solid shit. So it was, okay. it was just soft. It was soft. It was soft. Okay. Soft. Yeah. There right. you go. I, I, I still get them to, to this day. That's why. Yeah. Oh, it was a, um, a medium rare. That's right. Medium <laughs> rare. That, that's a good description. <laughs> a medium rare shit. Medium rare poop. Yeah. No, good stuff. Anyways. um, Yeah, and I think I worked there for about like close to a year. And. Oh, you survived there for a year? Yeah, so I got $10 an hour and I think maybe after seven or so months, they um, gave me a pay rise to $11 an wow. hour. Oh, big boy stuff. The extra um, person Coke. Yeah, and I remember at that time, I was also tutoring as well because I was studying primary teaching and now a primary school teacher. So I thought I'd get that extra hands-on experience. And I was getting paid at that tutoring job like $45 an hour. That's a big jump. It is. However, I only did the one class. It was like an hour, maybe two hour, a two hour class. So it was like $90 additional per week. But it was a lot of work. So I thought like, well, fuck, I'm getting $45. Why am I working my ass off just to get $11? So I remember kind of, um, I didn't say lie my way out of it, but I just kind of said, oh, you know, I want to move on into the teaching world and not do hospitality anymore. And every time I walk past there, I kind of just like hide away. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's such a local restaurant. It you, is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you walk by it so often. But yeah, good stuff. 
Were you just a waiter, waitress? I was a waitress and I did a bit of like bartending stuff and making coffees and yeah, it was fun. I think, like I said, it was a really good first job experience. You get paid peanuts for what you do for hospitality. You really do, honestly. Yeah, it's like not, at it's that age. It. Yeah. yeah. Especially they're paying cash because they're paying you less because you're not getting taxed. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Many then benefits. I moved on to another Thai restaurant, actually, funnily enough, Holly Basil oh, and Candy yeah, Heights. Oh, boy. That was, okay. It wasn't bad to begin with because I worked with a lot of young people and it was fun. And I think I got paid $15 an hour scheduled. However, you'd come like half an hour before and stay half an hour back. So that extra hour, you didn't get paid. So I worked there for about like, yeah, exactly. So I worked there for about like, I don't know, maybe a year and a half to make two. Was it cash as well? It was cash as well. And I got like, the bosses were just shit there. They were rude. They'd obviously they'd boss you around, but in a very impolite way, in a very like arrogant way. And at times one of my bosses there would I guess I guess you could say like physically abuse me, but not really. Like hit you. Um, but to him it's like in a joking way. An instance would be, you know, it's mid service and he'd say something that he think is funny, but I didn't and he'd kind of like pull me into a headlock and kind of knee me in the stomach <laughs> as a joke to him. And, you know, it's mid-service, mid in the middle of a restaurant. The customers give you the most surprised look and concerned look. And, you know, obviously as a waitress for this manager, I'd have to just laugh play, it off. And yeah, play it cool. Ha, 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 stop that, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a bit hands-on. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable about that. Yeah. That was like... I want to say a one-off experience, but might have happened like twice or something. Oh, okay. But yeah. yeah, pretty shit bosses. And then I moved on to an RSL, Fairfield RSL. That one I dabbled in a variety of restaurants. So like just casual dining and then fine dining as well. Were you a games attendant? I did to begin with. And it was shitty as hell because I dealt with a lot of old Asian men, Middle Eastern men who just couldn't give a crap about you and just wanted to win the money and you were just there as an object because we'd, we'd serve drinks to them if they yeah. press the drinks um, button and you usually, you know, you greet them, hello, here's your drinks. Mm. Some of them would even look at you. They'd just kind of reach out their hands <laughs> and aim and reach for the drink. They can't take their eyes um, off it. Blindlessly and you'd have to aim the tray for their hand. It's <laughs> a bit funny. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, yeah. they're hooked on the game they don't even look exactly, away exactly exactly right but then you also have like creepy old men who try to like maybe hit on you or something I think it was like I didn't get hit on as a gaming attendant because maybe the outfit that we were wearing it was kind of like a suit and that was just a uniform I wasn't very skimpy yeah it wasn't very skimpy no, no right. tips no tips that's I'm probably like why Renee, one of our friends she gets so much tips and I'm jealous <laughs> I think oh, the most tips I got was like $5. I'm like, are you sure? Really? Yeah. Oh. And he's like, yeah, 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 take it. Speaking of Renee, our friend, I always get jealous when she I like know. says, oh, guys, I got tipped like $100 I today. still can't believe she you gets tipped, tipped like 500 Yeah, after 500 600 some days. It's, it's I think the last ridiculous. time she snapped me, she got like seven or 800 in the one shift. That's just... That's absurd. And then she says, oh, it's it's a, it's a tough job because you get harassed a lot. And I'm like, That's man, true, I would maybe. love to get harassed for 800 a shift. 
Okay, not every shift, but like that once in a while, that's huge. It's probably regular customers as well for her, hey? Yeah. Because it's a very small like pub. Yeah, and it's when it's usually when the customers win, right? So that's they win right. and they want to like tip her. Well, they must be winning a lot. How's that even happening? Yeah. Well, they're giving half the winnings away. Like, why? No, not half. Surely. I mean, not high. They're more. probably winning, yeah, a lot. yeah, they're winning a lot, but... Because the grand jackpot's usually like... A few like grand. 20 grand yeah. around there. And if they give like 500, it's like... I guess, in a sense, it's not... Well, it's like, how often the are they winning the jackpot? That's crazy. Is it rigged? Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of them win, and then just a lot yeah. of them just tip. Every week. Yeah, right. That is crazy. Because at the time when I was working at the RSL, I couldn't recall one person who won the jackpot. I think her place is just really lucky or something. Maybe. Always goes off. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so I worked in a fine dining restaurant there. Um, and it was okay. It was a lot of a lot of work to study the food, the wines. We did wine tasting and wine training as well. Um, and yet again, I had a crappy boss who just, he was just over it. He was there for like 10 plus years and, you know, he had a lot of um, staff uh, turnover. Oh, yeah. Um, and he just couldn't be bothered anymore yeah i got lots of stories and then and then after the fine dining what happened there after um so funnily enough this was before my solo trip to europe no before that um singapore Singapore, and i knew that i was going to start casual teaching i started a full-time job for teaching after that so i quit right before not right before maybe like a two or so weeks before new year's eve which they never give you off, by the way, for catering staff. Oh, yeah. Um, for gaming staff, that's fine. They tell you if you want New Year's or New Year's Day off, you'd have to put in leave a year in advance. And I did. And I got declined. So you just quit? No, no, no. So I said to myself, well, I spoke to some of my colleagues and, I, and they said, why not just give it a go? You know, put in your leave and if they decline you, so be it. So I did and I got declined. And... I was a hostess at that time. So, you know, um, greeting the customers as they come in, it was a very like emotionally demanding job, I guess you could say, because at times maybe I'd come in with a very shit mood and you'd have to put in that face for the restaurant. Yeah. So one of the higher managers, he came up to me and he spoke to me in a very shit way. He's like, who do you think you are trying to put in leave for New Year's Eve? And this was like five minutes before service. And I'm like, excuse me, like, you know, and I explained to him the situation. I said, well, I thought it didn't hurt just to try and put in the leave. However, if you if I can't get it off, then that's fine. And he's like, you're very privileged to work in this restaurant. If you want, I can put you back into gaming. And I'm there and another colleague is there with me as well. I'm like, are you hearing this? <laughs> I'm getting like verbally abused right now. Like you would be suffering without me. Like I, I don't want to be modest, but I was a really good waitress. Oh, right. <laughs> I was very good. And so good that they asked me to be like the maitre d' of the restaurant as well. And I was, so the hostess. um, The main person? Yeah. So greeting the customers, doing um, the payments, going around to making sure that every, like the customers are satisfied and everything's okay. okay. And when we were unstaffed or like, um, yeah, unstaffed that day, not unstaffed, sorry, like limited on staff. And I had to do waitressing as well as hosting as well. And he's like, oh, you should be very grateful for being in here. So then that was like my last straw. So then I quit. <laughs> and then the manager of the restaurant, when he knew that I had put in my two weeks leave. Um, notice. Yeah, notice. He started acting very like, 
rude to me and very just very blunt and rude. Like standoffish? Yeah, very standoffish. That's the word I was looking for. Um, so, you know, I think it was like instance, instances where I'd ask him, or, you know, once I leave, are you going to find a new hostess? And he's like, oh, yeah, I could probably find a better one than you. But he'd wow, say it in like a joking way to make it come off as he's there's, joking. There's some truth to it. Yeah. And then like we'd usually do cards when we'd leave and so people were signing cards for me and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to say his name, but such and such. Um, you're going to sign my card. He's like, oh, you're not going to really like what I'm going to say. And it was just little situations like that that built up towards it. Um, yeah, it sounds like it's all joking, but it's not joking. Yeah, right? is, so yeah. He wasn't a very kind person, let's say that. And then apparently when I left already, I had I still had friends who were working there and they told me that he was still bad-mouthing about me after I had already left. So another manager asked him, oh, why did you leave? And he's like, because we didn't, because we didn't give her New Year's Eve off or whatever. <laughs> and I, was, I just thought it was hilarious. That's because dumb. He's, he's so petty. Yeah, he's very me. petty. Oh, good times. Terrible. But a good manager can make or break a bad job. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Especially in fast food. Yeah. All right, MK, what's your resume like? Your resume. My, resume, my resume is big, man. Like I've done all kinds of like weird jobs too but i started off um yeah so eagle boys and then i ended up at hungry jacks with tung so we ended up there for a few years i was there before you i think um i was at another store yeah yeah and then i was there for at least three years until i was 18 and then when i turned 18 i went to the star three years yeah (gasps) i remember the star yeah so there was a phase there was the star for like i think three or four months i was a um like a waiter there as well but we did you know a bit a little bit of bartending coffee making and all of that um that was shit <laughs> that, was, that was like overnight work as well um oh. so i worked thursday nights friday nights saturday nights sunday nights so and as part of the star contract it's like you have to work those shifts so as an 18 year old when all your friends are going out you know partying and all of that i was working from 7 to 7 7 p.m mm. to 7 a.m so i was very like low-key depressed at that time but i was earning a lot of money so it was good but yeah yeah that was bad um Yes, yeah, so I I stayed in it for a few months because I couldn't handle uh, handle all those overnight shifts, and then after that, um, yeah. So I was still at uni, so I was just doing like a lot of random casual jobs. Um, so I just went to like job ag- job agencies, and then so some random jobs I did was, I was working at in a metal factory with Axel, yeah, his boyfriend. Um, so that was an experience. It was just like. <laughs> bad environment you know it's very hard you're dealing with um metals and it's very physical it, yeah everything everything can kill you in that factory oh god you know but then we were just 18 we didn't know any better um then i was also a like removalist that was the word removalist where i had to help uh, this is like twice I, I was like sitting in a truck and we just had to help people move houses so i, I can't believe i did that like manual hard labor work I, so that was a good experience as well um Sounds fun yeah i was also a salesman for a, a month, so I was like door knocking and business knocking, it's a going around. Scheme? No, it wasn't a pyramid scheme. It was just like so I was getting paid hourly, but we also get got commission. We just had to sell. Um, it wasn't a pyramid scheme, but it, it sounds like it now. But it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> what were you selling? Uh, we we're selling all kinds Knives, of random things. No, we we're selling. Um, we were representing the Australian Paralympic Committee, so we we're selling like badges. So a lot, oh. the money was actually going to the Paralympic Committee. For when, for when they go to the Olympics, right? But um, we were also getting cut of that and we just had to sell, sell it. So that taught me how to speak to people and how to approach people because I had to just like cold door knock, you know? And that was pretty scary. 
Um, yeah, I did a lot of random jobs when I was in uni. And then I ended up at um, ANZ Stadium as a... Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So, I didn't even go through my whole list now that I think about it. But it's all right. Continue. Yeah. Oh, yes, because both of you were at Fuji Zerks together, weren't you? That's right. So you yeah. guys haven't gone through uh, that yet. We'll finish up with yeah, you first. I, I, like, mine's quick. And then I was at ANZ Stadium. So, so my role was a distribution runner. But like, it's hard to explain what it, we do. It's We just sort of bring stuff. We look after the bars and all the food outlets at, at the stadium. But you don't serve people. We don't serve, look, but we yeah we look so after. It's almost like it. it's an event manager. Almost yeah, almost. So we look after all the hospitality stuff towards. Um, so it's like bringing up, making sure, making sure all the drinks are stocked and all of that. So I did that for a few years, and that was um, you know, really good uni, part time job. Mm. And then after that, you know, while at uni, you know, I did a lot of internships and all of that too. But after all of that, then I went to Hong Kong and did football coaching. So. You know, I went from which we've been through already pizza all the way to football coaching, <laughs> and then now wow. I'm just working at a, a customer service like contact center. So for now, yeah, but that's it. I've worked a lot of random what a jobs. Life. Yeah, <laughs> so far, what a life. But going back to the main topic of the podcast, so the jobs that you need to do. Me and MK, we had so many stories about Hungry yeah, Jacks. Yeah, I have a lot to say like about Hungry Jacks because like. I've had time to reflect on Hungry Jacks, as weird as that sounds, right? Like after many years, after getting out of the hospitality service um, industry, it's like I had time to reflect. And man, Hungry Jacks, I don't know about you, Tong, but Hungry Jacks made me a man in a way. Like it taught me <laughs> so much. Like as, as corny as that sounds, because like I was like an innocent young boy going to Hungry Jacks at the age of like 15, 16. And you have like, like you're, you're working with older people, people your age, but everyone's older and everyone's from around not just from your school, but like from everywhere else, right? And you just like the jokes people make, it's like a lot of sexual jokes, a lot of oh like my God. rude jokes. It's like banter, like really big banter. And it's coming from like older people, like adults. And I think that made me a man. So <laughs> it's like, mm, and seeing customers as well, seeing customers like rage or, um, you know, all of that. That was funny. Yeah, it, it makes you just like, okay, that this is the real world. High school is like sheltered. It's a sheltered life, right? But going out into the real world after high school, that's when you see like real like real shit, you know, people interactions. Yeah, people interaction and like that told me a lot. So that's why I always yeah, I'll say it's it's a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah, the, man, the people that you work with, that can really, really make, make a break, break if you're gonna stay there or not. Mm-hmm. And Hungry Jacks was it's I think we should just say as a blanket statement, they're all shit. Well, fast food in general is all shit. It's like, all shit. McDonald's, um, KFC. You, you meet some good friends, like some friends that we've met at Hungry Jacks are still our friends now, you know, or, um, you know, lifelong friends. Yeah, still having contact. And some of the stories <laughs> we have are like really That's funny true, stories, yeah. yeah. I've got lifelong friends from one of the restaurants I worked at. Good stuff. Yeah, but, oh, the stories that we had. So, you don't want to piss off the people that make your food. All right. Yeah, that's the lesson I learned too. You don't piss off the people who make your food. Like. Do not piss them off. Like, oh share, share a story with us. A story, <laughs> so many stories. All right. it, it doesn't really count if you make a complicated order. All right. It doesn't phase me. If you ordered a Whopper and you were like, <laughs> all right, I want it cut in half. And Minus no this, mayo, add this. Cut yeah. Extra like princess. Oh my yeah. God. I had cut in half orders like... Cut in oh, eights. So, so annoying. It was annoying, but it's not enough to warrant something bad happening but there were times so we had a manager i knew you would say i knew you'd bring him up <laughs> you know you <laughs> yeah. know i'm not gonna say his yeah. name just to <laughs> prevent any suings but 
he was one of the best managers we ever had. Because he was, yeah, he was just so nice to us. He was real with us. Even though he was a lot older than us, he was real. He treated us pretty well, right? Yeah, he yeah. understood that, you know, the stuff that we were going through. So if any customer was bad to us, he would retaliate. All right. We, I think we had a, we had someone in the drive-thru that was like, was he, were they being abusive or something? Yeah, they're like just rude. Raging abusive, at our yeah. cashier. Yeah. And then we're making the order. And then he goes, is that for the, the guys in that car? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, give it to me. And he takes the burger and then he gets the bun and he rubs it on the inside of a bin. Yeah. <gasps> oh and my gosh. <laughs> and he puts it back together and he's like, all right. He gives him the bag and it's like, enjoy your meal with a big smile on his face. <laughs> Wait, what did he do to piss you guys off? It was just he really just, abusive. Yeah, it's weird. Oh. And this is our man, like manager. Like this is our manager oh, who just told us, stop, don't make this burger. Let me make it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. fast, yeah, fast food has turned me off and it just made me realize like, don't, don't piss off the people who make your food. And there's many times that we've, you know, picked up food from the bin. <laughs> like if we're, if we're about to close and we've thrown out all the food already and someone comes in last minute to order like a uh. burger and we don't have the ingredients anymore, it's all in the bin. Like, Many I don't times, think I've done that. okay, maybe I have, or maybe I've seen people. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say if I have or not. Picked up food from the bin and put it back in the burger. <laughs> so like, I've never seen anyone spit in spit in burgers and stuff. Um, it's not that stereotype isn't true. But yeah. what our manager did is like rub the burger in the bin or whatever it is. It is quite true. It is true. It's quite dirty. I think. <laughs> oh, that's so. fucking disgusting. And I'm, I'm guessing that that happens everywhere in all fast foods. So yeah, don't be a dick. Just don't That's piss the them off and don't trust it anyway. I feel like working in hospitality now or once you've got that experience, you kind of have that greater appreciation and kindness towards like hospitality workers. That's why I think this is a job like hospitality, no matter whether it's fast food or a restaurant, that's something you should do before you start your career. It teaches like empathy. It teaches communication like resilience too resilience exactly yeah. oh, pressure so much pressure mm. it's always like get the burgers out and get then yeah <laughs> and then like even like friendships and all of that right um so that's all important too mm. oh the banter is always good yeah so it's like think of a, a room just for like horny teen boys and it's like <laughs> oh boys there's someone hot in the front and you just see all these boys <laughs> poke their heads out from the kitchen like oh fuck nice nice <laughs> Teenage yeah, I was innocent, and then like I swear, like Hungry Jacks made me not innocent. Like I think just talking about girls all the time, or talking about like all the all the, yeah, just everything, sexual yeah, yeah everything it's, sexual, yeah, it's always, always a thing. That's that's your boy banter, isn't it? Yeah, it's always a thing. Yeah, because all the boys were the ones at the back making burgers. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm happy for you guys. I'm yeah, no, it's that good. That's, that's why shaped I, you the way you are now. No, like <laughs> it, it, it made me not want to be like them oh, <laughs> in a way. It made me just like, well, in a, in a way, it shaped you. Yeah, no, the in way a way, it opened now. my eyes yeah. to it. But in a way, like it made me not want to be like them. You know, mm. like I don't want to end up here. And it it makes me motivated too harder at school. Like, do I want to be flipping burgers for the rest of my life? Like, no, you know, I don't want to be true. a manager here, right, and all of that. So, yeah, but it's a very, very valuable experience. I agree. I think for me, like working, particularly in the fine dining restaurant, kind of gave me interaction skills in terms of the way that I present myself almost. It was fine dining the place that with the bad manager? Yes. Okay. Well, they all had bad, bad managers. <laughs> all right. But yes, that one. And just like professionalism as well because you deal with, a, you know, your bad manager's colleagues at 
wasn't your friends or you didn't like working with customers who'd complain and you can't you can't rub your, their food on on the side of a bin. You can't do that, mm. right? You can't yeah, spoon the food. Though. You can't do I that stuff. Um, and it was a very proper restaurant as well. So you just have to, you know you you learn on the go. You learn through experience that there's ways to go around communicating your opinions and being honest as well. I think that's one thing because I I messed up a lot, and I think one thing I learned from there is rather than trying to hide your mistake is just being honest because they appreciate honesty. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think that brings that forward to your future career or in any aspect of life. Just yeah, it, it teaches like honest. it reinforces your own values and morals, right? Then yeah, like, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Like I think um, in terms of communication skills, I'd used to ask the customers like, oh, would you guys like a drink or something? And my manager told me off. He said, don't say you guys. Say, are we after some drinks or would we like some drinks? And it's oh, stuff like that. Oh, you could like be that. like gender profiling or something? Is that a thing? But, uh, no, you guys just sound like so casual. Yeah, you know, it's you, casual. You're paying That's what fine dining for like that whole yeah. oh, experience. Okay. And I, you know, that sort of stuff I didn't even take into consideration and it wasn't anything that I thought of. And then my manager like had a go at me at that. So. Yeah, you don't want to sound like you're from the West and saying stuff like all well, it was in the West. Something. Yeah, it was in the yeah. And it is in the West, but yeah. Would you have liked to worked while in high school, or are you happy with your career path um, so far, like starting at eighteen? Or because like, were you social enough in high school, or you know? Because I when I started working, I, that's when I I feel like I became even more social. You know, it took me to the next level. So yeah, it forces you. Yeah, because you have to talk to people who are older than you, younger than you. See, I don't know. I can't, I can't really say. I can't imagine myself in that situation. But also had a pretty shit like senior year in high school. <laughs> so I was just kind of like in my own world. Don't talk to me. Had my music on in um, at recess. Do you have an emo phase or what? Um, I had a, like a... God, I don't want to be too mean. I had a friend, a best friend at that time. He wasn't very kind. So To you? To me. To oh, say the right. least. Um, yeah, so... Oh, I, I just wanted to be in my own world. Did you buy him food from the canteen and rub it on the bin? Would I? No, I asked <laughs> if, if you did. Did I? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Why would I? That's not a nice thing See, to do. See, maybe you would have done it if you worked in fast food. So you know the ways to poison their food without getting caught. Yeah. So we know all the ways. <laughs> Nasty. What are you talking like? I, I think you, you're probably the same answer as me. Like we probably wouldn't have changed much with our career career path going up to at least 18 or at least up until after do high school right? oh it shapes uni. you yeah it's rough like when you get paid nine dollars an hour when i was like 16 17 when i was at hungry jacks i slaved away all right an iphone 4s that cost me 629 off kogan and that took me like two months to save up three months and i appreciated that phone and when i cracked it i was i was in shambles <laughs> But, man, but you respect money, you respect work, you, you, respect, you know what, you respect your parents for working hard, earning mm. money too, like, if your parents aren't working really good paying jobs, so then you respect what they're doing, because they're paying, like, they're paying, they're working, and then they're paying for you as well as them, themselves to, to live, right, so, yeah, so that's what, like, working early probably teaches you too. Use your money wisely. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Because when you're working at like a young age, you're kind of just working for yourself. Yeah, you just it's just extra it's, spending money, yeah. right? Yeah, and you're reckless with the money. Yeah, more really dumb stuff I didn't need. I spent <laughs> over five hundred bucks on NX. <laughs> you know, oh, MapleStory NX. MapleStory money. Yeah, 
So Sorry, yeah, you buy you buy dumb dumb things. Right you know? points for me for League of Legends. <laughs> but then when I got to eighteen, like when I started earning um like real money at you know when I was at the casino, that's when I just started saving a lot, and then I used all my money for travel, right? And I just saved and travel, saved and travel, and that's all I did. So I didn't ever end up buying anything. But when I was younger, then I probably bought a lot more. I don't think traveling is an option when you're like fifteen. Yeah, you don't think about <laughs> travel first. You know, you think about spending it. Materialistic stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want like the new phone. You want a new computer. That's what I did. God, spent so much on what that. I spent my money on. Yeah, where 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 all your I'm, money I'm go? Not a, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I still ask myself that to this day. I'm not a materialistic person. I probably just bought it maybe I don't know like clothes or something. Then that, 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 those are materials though. I know, but you know. no, you traveled a lot too. Yeah, but no, I mean, I started traveling like at nine, eighteen, nineteen or something, nineteen. So it was like a, a good year after I started working. I don't know. Probably wasn't enough money to do anything with it. Just ate. Yeah, it <laughs> really lived. isn't. Like you, you, you <laughs> yeah. saved only a little bit every time, you know. And then you buy one thing and you're set back a few months already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. That's it takes right. So yeah. long to save up. Yeah. At that age. And plus, I didn't bargain hunt then. Uh, I, I you gotta start ways. young, man. Yeah. So tell us talk about your other jobs then. What are your? You said you didn't t- tell us all about your jobs, right? You stopped at Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Yeah. Let's go through my LinkedIn, eh? <laughs> Actually, I don't. I don't think I, it's up to date, and I have everything. Um, but like how, what other jobs did you do until like, your current job now I did dot entry with you we were actually oh, yes. we did the same job at some point when did you do I don't, PG did I, did I do dot, data entry that was like or, a year or was I doing the scanning part of it you were doing the scanning weren't you and then I was doing the I remember I was doing dot entry that's I'm right yeah but was this before after you quit fine dining oh no way before oh. must have been you didn't do fine dining until later Fine dining was only like maybe, I don't know, two and a bit years ago. That's so right, right before, so 2020, 2019. Yeah, yeah. And uh, right before 2019. Yeah, because then I did my RFF position out of school and then I've got my own class now. So, yeah. I also remember because you went on your solo trip, right? Yeah. And then I was already in Hong Kong when you were, went on yeah, your solo trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember, huh? It must have been maybe, oh, it was a... Uh, before my Holly Basil days or something or after either one but Maybe didn't 2016, 17 or something I don't know man Sometime. didn't being in an office and like uh, you were I don't know what fun. you're doing it was isn't it isn't it better uh, after being in an office you never wanted to go back in hospita- to hospitality but you still did that but I also hated the that job it was so boring oh, okay. it depends where you're at so Michelle my girlfriend who's also been on the podcast before she also did that entry at Fuji Xerox but she was in a different section so I think they hire contracts for different people. So we were working in the government side. So it was a uh-huh. lot more strict. And then she had a different contract. It was some other company. So they were able to like talk. She had earphones as well. So she was like listening to podcasts and stuff. Oh. Maybe what someone else is doing right now. You in data entry? Can you hear us? <laughs> okay. You know what? I've never actually heard of anyone leaving hospitality and going back to it because <laughs> like you when you finished hospitality hospitality which is like hungry jacks right you never did that again right i mean technically kfc to hungry jacks and that's it you never touch hospitality again like as soon as i touched as soon as i left my weight waitering job at um the star right i promised myself i'll never touch food again too like in that way yeah i think that was my last hospitality job yeah, I mean, office jobs are boring, though, I get to what be you fair. Mean. I office get jobs what you mean. are very boring compared to walking Dying around talking to people, right? But 
just the job itself of hospitality. I think for me, like, I don't like office jobs and I didn't know what else I could do and I was good at hospitality. That's why I just did it. And it's the easiest job to get it when you're young. It is easy. Yeah, yeah, it's easy. And you, it, it, it means something too because, you you know, when you're going for like a big job, you can say customer support. Like, I mean, sorry, customer service. And um, hospitality is customer service. So, you know, it's important. Yeah. No, I think that, yeah, it does definitely gives valuable skills. But going yeah. back... Data entry. entry. That taught me to never give your all because no one cares. Because I remember data entry, like... I was... A, I'm a pretty quick typer, right? And I'm typing in numbers. So, I'm pretty sure I smashed everyone in terms of like the numbers I was oh, getting we through. flex, okay. <laughs> I got to flex this, okay? And I don't think anyone cared. No one, you know, no one praised me. And I was like, you know what? Good job, Tong. I'm not putting my effort in. No one cares. I didn't get rewarded. So. You don't get appreciated for the good that you do. Yeah. In, in most jobs, actually. Yeah, most jobs you don't. Like it's all like self motivation in a way, exactly. right? Like yeah. it's up to your own values and morals. Like, do you want to work hard when no one's watching, or mm. when you're not going to get rewarded, you're going to get paid shit still, or what? You know, it's up to you. That's kind of something that I hear a lot. You don't do your job too well, otherwise you're too valuable for them to promote. Say that again. Oh, that makes sense. Okay, so if that you do your job sense. too well, yeah. they won't promote you because you're doing your job too well. You won't get a better paying role. Okay. So, you if you promoted. don't do it too well, you just do it at you get promoted. the standard. Yeah. That's what I've read. I mean, I don't think you get promoted. I, I agree with the first statement, but well, if you don't well, do your job too well, then you, you're you going to stay there still too. I feel like you can't get promoted either way. Yeah, because I'm like, well, once you exceed at the position you're in, won't they say the good in what you're doing and then promote you? Isn't no, that how it usually goes? Well, this is what I've seen. I mean, oh, I haven't okay. experienced firsthand yet. I'm still trying uh, to make my way. Interesting stuff. But um, I'm kind of pretty much in an office job. Yeah, oh, it's great. good stuff. I, would, I can't imagine myself in an office job. How boring is that? <laughs> it's so much better. Like, it's, so, it's so much better. But it's just like, <laughs> like, do you sit down for the eight hours that you work? Not always. It's a bit hands-on. Okay, but like seven out of eight hours. Uh, I, I fell asleep for three hours <laughs> in the last shift. What? Yeah, because you're doing overnight too. Three overnight, yeah. yeah. Is anyone monitoring you or you no. just... The managers only come in for like day shifts. And you just fell asleep. Are they, yeah. are they watching you like through cameras or anything? No. <laughs> well, it sounds like your job is good then. Like, I don't yeah. know about you, but you're uh, paid to sleep. It's, it's all right. No, I think it's... Yeah. I think it, it has its um, ups and downs, but it's mm. not really what I'm looking for at the moment. But yeah, look, pretty much when nothing's happening at my job right now, yeah, as a data center tech, you're doing nothing. Everyone's watching movies on Plex, Netflix, oh, whatever, nice. Disney. I wish I could do that at work. Some people are sleeping if you're doing overnight. It's pretty common. And I think the managers understand that, that people are sleeping that, How overnight. do you know when something's happening? Like, do you get a notification or something? I yeah, on your screen, you, there's like, you gotta have a few windows open. So there might be uh. someone that either messages you on Slack, like a messaging app. I know Slack. Yeah. Yep. And um, but what if you're like in a deep sleep and you don't hear the like notification? That's true. That's why you, there's more than just one person yeah. on shift. So yeah. they're just kind of like buzzing or something. You have to kind of like rotate between who's sleeping and stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's yeah. Funny. And then there's like that's other windows. That's funny. That's so funny. <laughs> so there's like other windows with like tickets and stuff and yeah. stuff that goes wrong that you got to monitor. How many of you are working at, at once usually? Like 
five. We're pretty understaffed at the moment. So during the full shifts, you're supposed to have about five or six, mm. including you. And then during the uh, off shifts, so like Friday till Monday, it's only like two or three people. No, that's yeah. all right. Just rotate your Yeah, sleep we just rotate sleep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll do that's that, That's so man. freaking funny. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, I'm just like watching stuff on, on Plex. Oh, nice. Yeah. But yeah, catching up on sleep's good. Yeah, I bought like a little stool to kick my feet up. Oh. Didn't want to put did it on the table. A, um, did you bring a pillow? Some people bring pillows. That's and black pillows pillow? and blankets. Yeah, that's not an uncommon thing. Oh. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Could pay to sleep. I'm sure you have your... Unless it's busy. Like, but yeah. obviously, it also stuffs up your whole schedule of meeting friends. You know, you're, you're living a backwards life compared to everybody else, right? So Yeah, it's pretty rough. Yeah, and you're sleeping when the sun is up. Yeah. But anyway, look, I went a bit too into that. I did a did an intern, unpaid. Ugh. What'd you do that? Where? Pauline Purtis. It's a makeup company. I don't remember you doing this. Oh, that was a while ago. Is this while you were at uni? Yeah. Okay. What were you doing for the internship? Um, just like doing campaigns and I'm just going off what I read on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering what you were reading. I uh, managed their like back-end system with like their products and website. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you dabbled in the makeup industry or something. No, there's always back-end stuff too. I know. I just completely forgot about that. And plus, I was watching a TV show about makeup. I did learn a bit though. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, Like primers and... Whoa, bronzers. So, what what is the purpose of a primer, Tung? (laughs) I can say big words. Here's the test. Foundation. A primer... Think about like... A primer helps. Think about like paint. When you paint a wall, why do you use a primer? A primer is like a base. Yeah. You're welcome. That was a good guess. So you put the primer on first, right? And then you can put your blush and bronze. (laughs) Do people use blush still? Yeah. You put your bronzer on first and then the mascara and then the blush. Bronzer? Yeah. Why not why not the primer first? Oh, and then then you put the concealer last. Yeah, concealer is last to conceal. I know it. What about foundation? Is that first? No, foundation you put after concealer. What's before concealer? The blush. What? What? I thought it was primer first. Yeah, I didn't say that. So it was oh. primer first. And then blush. Yeah. That's what MK said. Do you always have yeah. to use primer? Well, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's not a, it's not a rule. <laughs> no, this is so off topic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. It's foundation first, like you said. Oh, so primer is not... No. What is primer? You, you use the primer and then foundation, concealer... Um, well, then last. powder Wait, so primer no, is first. I was messing with you well, that makes yes. sense to conceal the thing guys last. listen to me so it's primer <laughs> as a base code yep. and then the foundation to I don't know blend um, your skin what was it blend your skin like uh, make it look smooth yeah can't think of the verb right now no and then blemishes. concealer to conceal your blemishes and then powder to set everything so it's not glossy and then you so use setting matte. spray and then you put your blush I- and I know bronzer and contour whatever you want and then setting spray to set everything in so setting spray actually would be the very last thing god makeup's hard work it is oh well, thankfully i'm naturally beautiful so oh. <laughs> she just flicked her hair <laughs> oh god words cannot describe insert cricket sound here <laughs> cricket sounds oh yeah i did some phone tech support as well 
over the phone. Oh, I hate that. You, God, would you be like, oh, hello, this is Tung calling from blah, blah, blah. No, they, they call us. Oh, they call you. Yeah, it's most of the time. Oh. It's inbound. Yeah, but then yeah, if it's inbound, you still have to answer like, this is Tung from wherever. <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm doing too in my current role. So. A lot of abuse there, but I love the people there. That's what uh, I liked about it the most, <laughs> the people. Yeah, love them. Usually is the case, isn't it? You're listening, Adam? Adrian? <laughs> Danny. Yeah, it's what? usually the case though, like the job you stay at, you don't want to leave because of the people. Everyone gets yeah. over the job easy, you know, like it's just human mm. nat- nature to be bored of your job after like two months, three months, but the um the people you meet makes you want to stay, you know, and some people mm. like you meet some really good friends, like lifelong friends. Yeah, felt sad when I left. Yeah, have you guys done retail? No, like, actually. Like selling oh, actually. like clothes and yeah. Oh, no, like yeah, Kmart. Actually, um, I think that was the first thing I wanted to, that I um, applied to work, but I got rejected for everything because I didn't have experience. <laughs> but for some reason, retail just really intrigued me. I just wanted to do it. Like You I have think- to know someone to get you in. Yeah, if like... Mm. Honestly, if you can skip hospitality and go straight into retail, like Kmart, Big W, one of those ones. Um, I feel like it's before, shit though, even, it? even if you're in high school, I think it's still better than hospitality. But then the experience you learn from hospitality is the dirty work you do, like cleaning floors and... Uh, retail is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. I think between it, It's that another and option though for like, you know, if there's any year 12s, year 11s listening, it's another good option. But fast food is probably the easiest to get into. But if you can get into Big W, Kmart, Woolies, all of that. JB. Yeah, good. then that will set you up. That's It's a lot better. But I agree with what Tung said. Like, I think hospitality is the better of the two options. You learn no. you learn more from hospitality. No, I said oh. retail was better. <laughs> oh, did you? It oh. was the lesser well, of two evils. No, in terms of learning, like, obviously, because none of us actually did retail, so we can't I did speak. retail. Oh, did wait, you? You? I did a month at uh, BCF. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, how, Christmas how casual, a month or two. That was all right. Uh, I think the whole time, because you know all those memes about like people saying like, oh, there's no price tag. Guess it's free. <laughs> uh. I was waiting so hard for that <laughs> moment and it actually came. I was laughing my ass off when he said it. I think it was <laughs> so proud of himself. did you give it to him? No, I did not give it to him for free, but his kids laughed at the joke. Uh. It's like, hey, mate, uh, how much for this fishing rod? And I was like, oh, uh, let me just have a look. And he's like, there's no price tag. Guess it's free, huh? And I was like, yes, it happened. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, sorry, mate, not today. Uh, and his kids are laughing at his joke. And I was like, that joke's a, a pretty good joke, though. That joke's. You were it's waiting not. for it. It is funny. No, when you hear it every day. Well, you didn't hear it every day, though. Well, judging from the stories I hear, they hear it every day. Yeah, but each dad is proud of that joke because that, that dad is like saying it once. Like, only, you know, it, to, yeah, retail. They think they're making your day. God, voice cracked again. Retail. My God. You learn a lot. Like the. The Lebanese stereotype, man, they love to haggle. They're like, please, bro, like, go on, give this fishing rod for like 10 bucks, man. Like, And you're like, I can't. But it's man. BCF. Like, I know. It's, it's a chain. It's a I big chain. Like, it's not the prices, bro. Yeah. And he's like, come on, bro, you're not, lo- you're not gonna lose any money, man. Like, come on. I'm like, yeah, I'll lose my job, man. That's what. I'm like, give it to you for 10 bucks. <laughs> it's not a bargain. It's $10 for a fishing rod. It's crazy. But yeah, you build a lot of thicker skin from people that just mm. abuse you. Yeah, so what, retail, hospitality, any others we're missing? There's always, um, there's always there's always odd jobs like where you know if yeah like high schoolers um can do is like tutoring. Uh, oh like, yeah, I did tutoring. And there's like even like more odd jobs like I don't know lifeguards or you know, just anything like that. Working for very your unusual fa- family. in our 
yeah. area though. Oh, in our area, yeah, specifically, yeah. It's, it's unusual. Actually, I had a friend, um, not a friend, I had this guy in my high school who was very into swimming, I guess. I don't know. And he became a lifeguard at Bondi. Oh, okay. That's cool. I think. Or maybe not Bondi. It doesn't sound right. Became a lifeguard. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't Asian. He was white. <laughs> I don't know if that makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most common industries, retail and hospitality. Like for me personally, I dabbled in more of jobs in the teaching aspect because... No, it's good for your yeah. career. Like we yeah. did, you and I did code camp in separate oh, yeah, times. Well. And actually I got one scheduled up next holidays. You what? I've got one scheduled up next holidays. Oh, nice. so you're doing that just for like extra... Yeah, for extra yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of teachers do that. Yeah, yeah. as a, oh, as a manager. Though. Yeah. Because I remember the last time I did like a code camp manager, it was, it was freaking piss easy. I probably had like one behavioral problem and he was an autistic kid and the other kids didn't understand him and oh, yeah. kind of bullied him. And yeah, it's the way that I spoke to mum and like um, reassuring her that we're here to ensure that her son has a good time and just kind of focusing on the child. And again, that brings me back to communication from what I learned in hospitality. And she was very grateful that her you know, son was bullied and it wasn't any of the teacher's fault. We dealt with it in a way that was appropriate and... It is what it is. Did he have a good time? He did, I think. I hope so. Oh, God. I don't know. I wasn't in the classes most of the time. <laughs> but What were you doing? Just doing your own stuff? I was actually preparing for my um, my work or something, like doing programming for my actual work, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is what I anticipate. Right, it's what I anticipate doing next time I do co-camp, but yeah. Another another role, another job though, um, is factory work. If you turn oh, 18. yeah. You can so always do factory work. That. Yeah. And I dabbled yeah. in a lot of factory yeah. work too. I did as well. Yeah. I did a lot what of pickpacking. That's factory I did, work. Um, I did stock take first. And after mm. that, I was un, like, uh, I was unracking pallets. Mm. Yeah. Was yours, was yours kind of similar, MK? I was, um, yeah, like besides the metal work with uh, Axel, um, I did. Pack, pick packing for Reese, which is like the That's toilet fine. company. So we're just like packing and wrapping like but toilets and all of that. So like, I don't know, sinks. So yeah, and I don't know, I did a lot of, yeah, a lot of factory work. I can't even remember all it's of it. It's really demanding. Yeah, and it pays well too. So if it's, and you don't really need experience too. So if it's your first job out of high school, if you didn't work in high school um, and you need something to pay well and immediately, then factory work is always good. It's, oh, yeah. it's pretty dead end, um, but it's also, you know, a just good option to earn money. It's, yeah, it's very dead end. But when you're like 18, I think they'll pay like $30 yeah. an hour. Yeah. And then at, back then, that's like really good. Yeah. But God, it's just so bad on you. You're so what, what would you guys physically? take out from that job? Like what kind of skills or life lessons? So yeah, a lot less know? though. A lot less than retail and hospitality though. Mm. Yeah. I'd agree with that. Factory work, it's like, it's really... Well, if you had to ch- name something now, what would you say? It uh, might be hard. Like, m- uh, money-wise, factory factory work wins. Um, job-wise, hospitality is the worst in terms of like hard and dirty in a way. You're paid nothing But experience-wise, yeah, hospitality again will probably be- win. Um, Friendship-wise, I think you make friends everywhere you go, so it doesn't matter. But hospitality, you, you go through a bond, right? Like all your the friends you worked with in hospitality, like you go through shit times together, you know? So you always like 
get bond closer. So I think that's you make yeah you make good friends through shit times. Mm, deep, okay. very yeah. very deep. Factory work, I think, it kind of feels bad saying it for people that actually do factory work, but it kind of made me not want to do it in future. Mm. I mean, I was already studying at uni at the time, but I was like. This isn't the kind of role that my parents would want me to be in for like an extended period of time. Mm. So knowing what they're doing day in, day out. And I can see why you'd probably pick up like a smoking habit just because mm. of what you're doing. Everyone else is smoking. And if you smoke, you get like a 10 minute break every hour. That's mad. Very expensive habits, like $36 a pack. A pack. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I wasn't at one time like $15 or $11 a pack. Like must have been a decade or so ago. And does it make you feel that good? Oh, I should have smoked then. It was so cheap then. <laughs> no. But then you develop the habit and then you can't get out of it and then you'd be poor. Oh. Oh. So you're welcome. What can I say except you're welcome? All right, guys. So that's the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening. If you have anything that you'd like to share, any comments, feedback, or questions, please send us an email to ricemikespodcast at gmail.com. I'm very articulate with that email. I'll say it again. Ricemikespodcast at gmail.com. So send us an email at ricemikespodcast at gmail.com. God, you're going to have to stretch that hard. All right. I think they got it the third time now. You're welcome. Oh, otherwise, you can follow us on Instagram. We post most of our stuff there. At Rice and Mike's Podcast. Yeah, that's the handle. We're going to be trying to put more input from you guys. So, yeah, if you guys can engage more with it too, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to put up more like polls, more questions that we're going to use in future episodes. Maybe you'll hear your answer here in future. Yeah, I think we've covered quite a bit. Yeah, if you also are thinking about doing hospitality yeah do it do it do it but not for long <laughs> do I, think, it I think that's to say do it but not for long <laughs> that sounds about right actually and don't piss off hospitality workers yeah, <laughs> yeah. they go through a lot of shit alright thanks for listening guys we'll catch See you on the next ya. episode bye ta 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 adios ciao hungry jokes ciao nah I'm just gonna piss them like off. fin juice